So hi, welcome to Good Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... What's up, I'm Eric? And I'm Christian with Prime and Stereo. And we're going to have some questions today about the upcoming album, House and Trance. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to the announcement so far? Super excited, man. Uh, it's been 13 years since we released a record or really any like viable music. So it was really cool to uh, see the response we've gotten from everyone. Oh, yeah. The album fucking rocks. It's so oh, fun. Thank you. <laughs> thank you very much i'm I'm really really proud of it i think we all are um you know like i said 13 years so it puts up mountain you know be happy with it it's, I'm, I'm pretty content <laughs> absolutely wow. so is there any meaning behind the album title or cover arts um so the house and trance itself is a callback to one of the songs that will be you'll hear later on um and, and I'm not going to give too much away without maybe ask me that question after the record's out, just because it. How about it's we put this out when to... the album's out? Yeah. Okay. So it's a. Um, oh, spoiler. It, <laughs> <laughs> it's a callback to a part um, where a spaceship is traveling into the sun, and the music being played is um, "Shitty House" and "Transmute." Yeah. Okay. Nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for the album? Um, Alex, who is a guitarist, um, our partner, uh, he has everything kind of in his head. Uh, this time around, uh, we had written a record and then kind of scrapped it and wrote an entirely different record, which is now House and Trance. Um, predominantly, music comes around first, sit on it for a few months, and um, this for myself, I would say, once like we really got down to it, was the easiest recording process I guess we've ever had. Um, I've always been catching up to the rest of the members of the band. I've always been like a guy who was just happy to be in a band and learn as I went. Whereas, mm -hmm. you know, after doing this for a while, I, I'm fortunate to work with really, really, really talented musicians. Whereas. Sometimes I feel like I'm faking it, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you know, we kicked off the interview. It's been 13 years since, you know, your last release. Can, can you talk a little bit about, like, what brought you guys together to even start the writing process for this one? Well, I, um, I, honest, the, the writing process never stopped. I, I mean, I joined the band 12 years ago, and we've been writing music the entire time, pretty much. And, I don't know, just, like, constantly trying to refine and put out the perfect record. Like Christian said before, we wrote an entire record, we recorded it, and we're like, no, nah, we can do better, I guess. And uh, yeah. <laughs> and so then we started working on this one. So we've written the entire time. So For sure. And like the ability to, you know, have someone say, hey, we want to put a record out was always a, something that doesn't fall short on us. And we, you want to put your best foot forward to do so, you know, and I think it when it was time, it was time. And yeah. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. And with that scrapped record, what what's the deal with that? Is it ever going to see the light of day, or are you just, you guys just yeah. keep it in the vault? Yeah. I mean, we're we're always writing and and stuff like that. I think uh, eventually something will come to light of it. Um, you know, I think like I the mean, two, two songs for we were, well one went on that AMH comp. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There so was there's one that we released for a comp uh, for our friends in Amityville Music Hall uh during the pandemic uh to raise some funds um that was a song off of it and what was the name of it oh my god um 
But Check yes, out the cops to learn more. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Nice. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, so what song off this album took the longest to write, and which one is each of your own personal favorite? I would say the longest to actually put down to completion maybe was either the first song or the second or the third song because we kept revising it. Um, there were some songs that just came together in a night, and then there were some songs that we revised probably almost a dozen times. So I would say the first song and Rogue Wave, which is the one that uh, just came out, we just released um, as the third single, um, just because it, it just wasn't right until it was. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I guess the longest, per se. As far as favorites, I would say Goliathette. Which mm-hmm. and and probably maybe scales the last song on the record, both of which were when they were finished. I was like, "Holy shit, did we do this?" You know, like there was like a point of which I was just very proud of that finished product as being something that like I had never thought I could do. Kind of, so I would say yeah, that. Scales is definitely one of my favorite because it's so different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you're talking you're talking about Super Yacht Echo Park, Christian. The one like no. Kept... oh no rogue wave because if rogue you remember wave. it was the, it was the like um the bridge part and there's other mm-hmm. stuff that we changed and really the first song too we revised a few times just because like it just wasn't there we needed to get there yeah and yeah so I, that, think... I guess that would take time wise my fa- my favorite like status quo just classic crime and Terror song is super yacht echo park actually which is the second song on the record i don't know if that's going to be a single but I it's think a the tracks like Crime and Stereo song. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Because I was a I was a fan before I joined the band, you know. And you know. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome, Eric. <laughs> I do just want to go back I do just want to go back to the writing process just for a second. Because you guys have been writing consistently, as you said, for 13 years. So when it comes to this record, are these all from a very recent writing session or are do it, these songs come from the 13 years no no this was this was all like one cohesive writing session i would say mm-hmm. um yeah yeah no there was i mean um, there were probably guitar and musical parts because mm-hmm. alex tends to revise stuff like that a lot mm-hmm. um but i would say this is all newer material kind of created around the same time as each song. So then it's just like the consistent writing just to kind of keep the flame going, I guess? Well, well, I mean, consistent writing in that, you know, of those 13 years, we had broken up, we had gotten back together, we were together and not playing shows. Um, This last two years was actually the longest we had ever not played as a band, even during the three years we had been broken up completely because we had played halfway between um, at Best Buy Theater with Movie Life. So of the 13 years, you're talking about maybe three to five years of time where we were back together mm-hmm. in the headspace to be like, hey, we're writing new music. Um, so I would say that would kind of shorten that timeline, a little <clears throat> bit, you know, um, but like focused on writing a record probably two years because um you know uh pandemic happened a bunch of life things happened stuff like that um for us to really write house and trance and 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 you know com- 
between it. Right. Yeah, you, you get tripped up a lot uh, being in a band because you have to focus on shows and then you're getting these, all these show offers and you're like, okay, well, we can't right now because we got to rehearse for these shows. So it's like one or the other. So it's either like take a break from playing shows to actually write a really good record or keep touring on the same music that you already have out. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So that's like a, that's like, I think that anyone in the band can relate to, you know? Yeah. And Absolutely. that, that definitely cleared up that answer because like everything, all the press bullshit and you guys telling us yeah. has all been, you know, first, first album in 13 years. And then you guys are like, yeah, we were writing 13 years straight. Uh, kind yeah. of the way it was said at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I'm glad yeah. that that got cleared up. Opus in 13 years. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is not the result of all of those 13 years. <laughs> Other songs that you Damn, know. you guys should have done better. <laughs> a little less than one song a year. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we go for. That's where we're at. Yeah. Um so how'd the tracklist for the album come about? Did you guys write the opener be the opener? Close to be closer? Did you shuffle around and see what fits? What was that process like? I think the opener was always the opener. Um the closer, I don't think, was always the closer, and and I think like how Alex heard it and how it came out were really two very close things, which doesn't always happen. So I think like naturally both felt like an opening song and a closing. I know he had the first song as the first song, um, but I don't know if the last one was always meant to be. But it just feels like a for for all the content of the record, it feels like a closer. Yeah, it ha- it has to be because like that's one of our favorite songs too. Like it's just there's no other spot in the record for that. It's kind of that yeah. you know when you hear it, like you don't know until the song's done. But like once you write it, you're like, well, that's obviously the last song now. You know, yeah. you don't write it to it. be the last song, but you're like, now this is the spot for it. Yeah, yeah, I got Absolutely. you. Makes sense. Uh, so, would you guys be able to tell us where your headspace is at while you're creating this record? I mean, it's it's kind of dark. <laughs> it is <laughs> a little bit the teensy i mean we're in a crazy world right now i mean have been uh i, I think there is some like dark hope behind it to an extent as well as like i don't know maybe observing all of this negativity and like being hyper aware of things like that also makes you a stronger person i guess i don't know um but it's it's definitely a fairly dark record i mean uh i think crime and stereo in the past has kind of been good at observing kind of life as it is and seeing where it might be going Mm -hmm. i hope that's not the case but you know overwhelming (laughs) observation is you know we just kind of tend to uh draw towards our worst attributes and you can only do that for so long before the chickens come on the roost i guess i don't know absolutely as more as shitty as that sounds i don't know (laughs) yeah eric what about you um i'm i'm pretty mellow yeah i'm pretty uh you know i try to keep a good (laughs) um um, but yeah i mean i try to stay positive look right christian am i you know try to keep everybody yeah no i mean yeah <laughs> you keep uh, keep us above board for sure. I yeah, mean, Every, everyone else all... is writing this depressing ass out record, and Eric is like, everything is all <laughs> you good. Have to, man. You have to no, get it. Out. You have to get it. We're out all happy. Pe- yes, yeah. we are all happy people. We all live happy lives. I think you make the best of what you have around you. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to sound like this negative Nancy all the time, but I mean, when you have a platform and the ability to write a record after this long, it's like you want it. Um, 
you want everything to be like cohesive to what you're seeing and what is going on. You know, yeah, it's I mean? like it's, it's expression. That's of kind like, of always you know, what crime and stereo was. Absolutely, it's pr- expression of you know the state of things around us, like Christian was saying. But you know, at the same time, you could think that way, but also try to exist in that world and try to be positive. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so how do you guys recommend your fans to listen to this album for the first time? Should you do in the car with friends and talk with headphones on? Is work album, party album? What do you guys personally recommend? This is a, this, this to me feels like a fall record. I think we as a Ooh. band tend to write spring to summer records. Mm-hmm. And this does feel like a fall record. Definitely I, a fall tell record. You, Long Island, if you can, you know, wait for that foggy fall night. Throw, throw some headphones on and walk around your neighborhood um in a car for sure uh if you're in long island hit the south shore uh, <laughs> ocean parkway ocean parkway is the best place to listen to a record um but yeah wherever you can if you can we're, we're grateful all right sounds oh, yeah. good eric you agree i do yeah yeah i mean i mean like driving like you know just being in high school, listening to a record for the first time, driving to the beach, like, you know, just growing up where we did. It's like, that was the, honestly the best I do agree. You're just like, fucking, you have a car for the first time. So you're like, where can I go? Like, I'm just going to Ocean Parkway. Just go down, like, one hill parkway to the beach. Fucking yeah. crank some tunes. It is the best. But yeah, my friend did crash his car into the needle. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, God. Was he listening I, to the new record? I don't recommend that. <laughs> I was I had a Jeep and the, the little plastic um like I guess things that stick up on the side of the road that show you just the reflector when they're down there because they used to not be lights. Um I was like, oh I'm gonna hit one of these. It actually did such damage to the front of my car. I'm looking at it thinking it's this little fiberglass thing, it'll shatter, whatever. Yeah. It destroyed the front of my car. <laughs> no, no. Don't ever do that. I just think it's hilarious to crash into the Jones Beach Needle because it's literally like the only building around. You can see it from 50 miles away. <laughs> Finally be like, oh, yeah. shit. Like, see it slow motion. Just it's like, very ah. funny. He's okay. He's oh, okay. okay yeah, he's, good. Right. he's got two kids. Yeah. Uh, so this one should be super, super quick. Off the top of your heads, I want you guys to describe this album for new listeners in three words. Three words each, six total. Mm-hmm. No more, no less. I'm not good at stuff like this. I, I don't, I'm I don't ending with hopeful. Mm-hmm. I don't okay. Know why. Oh, okay. all right. Okay. Blah, blah, hopeful. Blah, blah, hopeful. Good. Okay. Okay. Um, it, it doesn't have to be a cohesive sentence, okay. by the way. A dark, ominous, hopeful. Okay. Ooh. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to agree. Sorry. <laughs> no, you <laughs> can't do that. You're just can't. Can't do that. Right. You can't. No. All right. Okay. All right. Um, experimental. Okay. Energizing. Impressive. <laughs> there you go. It wasn't bad. Oh, yeah. Good as hell. yeah. Um, so in that same train of thought, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want listeners to have while going through the album? I don't feel it's my place to 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 ask the listener that. Mm-hmm. I think anything you get out of Crime and Stereo is worthy of it. You know, um, I, I mean, <clears throat> over the years when I talk to different people that relate to our our band, they actually get a lot of different things from it and i think that's cooler than telling someone you know um because i mean if you're taking the time to even think about our songs and have it mean something to you i think the answer is yes whatever that is yeah i'm not going to impose like yeah exactly objectivity on someone that's all subjective that's your own experience 
Absolutely. That's fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. So are you guys able to talk about any particularly challenging or standout moments from the creation of this album, positive or negative? Getting together, being able to like all get together in one room um, for a certain period of time just because of COVID and um, people having children and stuff like that and and work and life and, um, you know, the frustration of, you know, all wanting to achieve a common goal, but the roadblocks in the way were different than I think we'd ever faced, whereas this band in its past was always all or nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, Finding that balance now as adults um, was tough. I, I, we do, and we always find it, but it is uniquely different than how it was in the past. And I think once we all got together, it was like magic kind of, it's just getting to that point. Absolutely. Yeah. We're, we're extremely fortunate to have, you know, Brett and Gary, two very good producers in the band. So, I mean, you know, that was Mm -hmm. a, you know, a huge part of the, of of the making of the record. Like, you know, without them, like, you know, that's what made it so comfortable too. You know, it's like, okay, this band member, they're producing it as well. So that was just very likely wouldn't have been possible. Yeah. It very likely wouldn't have been possible just to find that and, and have it be like a, an outside party doing that work because genuinely like what normal person would have been able to fit us into that, you know? Yeah. So that, yeah. Uniquely grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. All right. Like, yeah, getting, you know, as we get older, all the schedules, it's so difficult, but yeah, when you're with the people in your band, you're like, yeah, we can get together. Like it's was mm-hmm. it, it, insanely beneficial. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. so happy to hear that. Um, so for this question, why don't you picture you're on tour, you had a gas station for a rest stop. What was your snack of choice? Oh, I like this that question. Is, <laughs> that has changed over the years. Um, so like uh, Vin Caruana of I Am The Avalanche and Movie Life, he's a, he's a savory, sweet guy. He's a salty snack guy in particular. Um, and, and I used to go Reese's Pieces okay. um, or, or Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Times have changed in, in touring life. <laughs> There's like 18 different Reese's products now, this and it's true, like yeah. they're just putting anything in them. Like there's yeah. there's, there's M and M's in them now. I think there's um, Reese's pieces <laughs> in a fucking Reese's <laughs> yeah. cup now. It's fucking yeah, ridiculous. The, the yeah, but they cup, finally yeah. they yeah. finally got yeah. the plant based ones, and my vegan oh. ass is so happy. Oh, so okay. I used to I used to go, um, and this varies in summer and winter. In in winter time, I, I was like a a meat snack guy like i would get like a jerky thing i would get um the almonds uh blue diamond almonds the the spicy ones and yeah and the um flips pretzels that was old school back in the day today i would say i'm still a reese's peanut butter cup guy but traditional Mm -hmm. um Something sour, like a sour patch <laughs> kid, maybe. Okay. But then like I, I, I want to be responsible, so I'll get like a big water and yeah. like uh and like cough drops. That's that's like oh my, my <laughs> cough 20, drops crazy. 2023, 20, 24. Throw two things. Menthol? Menthol? I don't know. See, yeah, can I could dry you out, so maybe. Mm. Either that or like a honey honey based cough drop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, those are good as hell. 
Yeah. I'm a food boring. snack guy. Um, yeah. I would, if we're going to Wawa, I'm going to get a little chicken soup. Okay. Oh. You know, I know that's oh. a strange answer, but it's true. <laughs> I've never, I've never went to Wawa oh, with anybody and gotten, and no one's gotten the soup at Wawa. I recommend the soup. Well. I recommend the soup. <laughs> um, the mac and cheese is also very good. Okay. It's very throat soothing. Like it's, it's soothing, you know, after a night of screaming and it's a nice you know. cough drop. <laughs> yeah, it's a great cough drop. It's an organic oh, cough drop. <laughs> All right. Oh my god. Okay. So, on the topic of food, if the band was a dish, what dish would the band be, and why? What the hell? <laughs> right. <laughs> I like the, this. Is fun. I like this. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Um. <laughs> olive loaf olive loaf no there's a bunch of things people don't want just no. jammed into a clear no. gelatin casing <laughs> it would be like that was shot down immediately that was awful <laughs> like a plate with 80,000 million different varieties and the plate is the one keeping it all together from falling everywhere Eric olive would loaf. be the plate Eric you would be the plate you'd be the plate <laughs> containing everything and it would just be like chicken parmesan with like yeah. uh, with macaroni and cheese. And yeah, like a standard general style chicken. Yeah, <laughs> a lot going on. Just on one plate. It's a buffet of sorts. Yeah, yeah. but not olive loaf. No, it's the same. It's in principle, I think it's the same. But All right. it I is mean, it sounds perfect. very similar. So for the last couple of questions, we're going to shift completely away from music and go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? My last meal would be my mom makes these um, chicken nuggets <laughs> that, she, uh, <laughs> that she like marinates in soy sauce and then breads. And like I'm 40 years old and that's still like my favorite thing in the world. I can never do it right. And like only when she makes it. It, that's one thing for sure. Um, as a drink, I would say a ginger beer. Mm. Some sort of like a Bundenberg's ginger beer or something like that. I fucking love mm. ginger beer. And that's it. Just pull the plug. That's it. Go. All right. Um, all right. I'll keep it sentimental. Uh, my mom's a terrible cook. Pearl, oh. sorry. <laughs> hope you never hear. Hope you never hear this. <laughs> but my grandma was a fantastic cook, so I'll do there my grandma's go. brisket. Grandma's brisket, but first I'm gonna need like a whole, like an entire bottle of bourbon first, and then then my grandma's brisket. Then I'll be like, yeah, kill me. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> <You're done. laughs> that I deserve it. You know. You guys are gonna give this to me? I always thought about something like on death row, like whatever takes the longest, like to eat, you know, like the longest possible meal. It's just a delay. Like TikTok video of some dude and he was like eating his last meal and he was shaking. And I would think if you're like a conscious person, any person in that moment, obviously probably a shitty person because it brought you to that point where you're being killed. Mm -hmm. But like the, the sense of overwhelming, um, like, fear of what you're about to be put to because it's not by choice it's not accidental it's like a slow burn type of thing yeah. i don't know if you've seen but there's this one video of this dude and he's eating and he's shaking and it's like mm -hmm. the the scope of what you're about to face is so great yeah. it doesn't matter what you're eating 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why they say it's cool that you ever see like the serial killer's last meals. Like you ever mm-hmm. read that? It's like yeah, yeah one sing- one single olive. You know, just like yeah, yeah. like they're so weird. Yeah, strange, That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you guys live? Middle Earth, hands down. Middle Earth, e- easily, of course. Where in Middle Earth are you just wandering around, fucking? The Shire. Sauron. Of course, you would go to the Shire. The Shire. All they no, do is you... eat and drink and Sauron. be married. Whoa. No, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, what? that's Sauron? what she said. I was like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sa- Sauron. Uh, easily no, middle. Wow. Where would I go? Hmm. I don't think it would be a fictitious place. I think I'd want to go to the Galapagos Islands. Hell yeah. Because because it, it's so like, it's it's just. It's another world anyway. I was obsessed with the Galapagos Islands when I was a kid. Yeah. Obsessed. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm going to flip flip your question and, and go real and say Galapagos. <laughs> we'll, we'll take it. Okay. <laughs> I won't fight it. I want to go to New Jersey. <laughs> no, I live here. Stop that. <laughs> um, so I'm going to ask the last question. Every single person that we've spoken to have said that is the most important question. What's your favorite color? Green. Oh. Blue. Nice. Blue. Like like our eyes. Aww. Like our eyes. Nice. Yeah, blue eyes. I do. I do. I, I said yes, our blue eyes. Yeah. I have, I have green. Yeah. Nice. I have okay. green. I know. We each yeah, have it's our green own. and blue. Uh, <laughs> it's green. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks, Have a good guys. night. All right. <laughs> um, so, as I said, that's all the questions you have today. Is there anything that you guys would like to plug? Obviously, House of Trends, October 27th. We're playing Fest the day the record comes out. And God willing, we'll have the records in Florida. So, with Spickler's help. Go to Florida to get them. Um, Yeah, go to Florida. Thank you, everyone, for anyone who takes the time to listen to this. Thank you guys for having us. Um, Honestly, we're very proud of this record. And I really hope um, you get something from it, even if it's just for a second. Thanks for listening. Oh yeah. All right. Well, thank you for silence, guys. It's been Eric and Christian from Crime and Stereo, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast.